Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. So, uh, in this week's industry review, I wanted to look at something a bit familiar to myself, and that's the world of audio. But to be more specific, I wanted to dip into the world of podcasting. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show uh, a former colleague of ours here and mine indeed at, at News Talk, Sheila Shoiga. She's the host of Ready to Be Real uh, and she joins me now. Also joining us is Chris Johns and he's the co-host along with Jim Power of the other uh, Hand podcast. Uh, you're both very welcome. Uh, Sheila, firstly we might start with you. Um, tell us sure. about... Tell us about your your podcast and its format, firstly, if you would. Well, of course, and it's great to talk to you, Bobby. Um, so basically, yeah, I had been thinking about doing my own podcast for many years before I actually took that brave step into this kind of unknown world uh, about four years ago. And I'm really glad that I did. I Excuse me, I, I knew I wanted to kind of have meatier chats with people. Because as you know, coming from more traditional, you know, forms of media, radio and TV, you can have an amazing guest, but only get a short amount of time with them. Yeah. It's very hard to get in deep with their story or a topic. So I, I've I've been a fan of consuming podcasts for many years. So I, I knew that I wanted to have very sincere chats. I suppose the, you know, the the title of, of the podcast kind of gives it away. I wanted to have very genuine, real conversation with people. So it's a mixed bag. I talk to people who are well known occasionally kind of get a, you know, more of a sense of who they really are, what makes them tick. I might talk to somebody who has an incredible story to tell, like a personal story. And then I might speak to an expert in a particular field. So they tend to be the kind of areas that I go into. But at its core, it's about the guest. I tend to not like to dominate conversation much, even though I'm a bit of a chatterbox in my real life. I kind of prefer the conversations where I actually hold back and you don't hear me much because I think that's the, I suppose that's the, that's, that's the, um, that's the skill of, I think, a good interviewer is you let your guests talk. And of that's course what you can do. And you know yourself, like with radio, you're under time pressure. You know you have to get the information out. So you have to, you have no choice. And I was there. You have to cut across your guests because you have to get through the information. Whereas you have the luxury and the freedom in podcasting that you don't necessarily have those same constraints. So I tend to record for anything from about 40 minutes up to sometimes even an hour and a half. And there's great freedom with that, as yeah. you can tell. Okay. Thanks for that, Sheila. We'll come back to you in a second about the more, I suppose, intrinsic pieces about uh, how it all works. But let's talk to our next guest, Chris Johns, uh, from the Other Hand uh, podcast. Chris, you're very welcome to the programme. Tell us Thanks, a little buddy. bit about. Tell us a little bit about you first of all, and indeed uh, your podcast, which you co-host with Jim Power. Thanks, Bobby. Well, despite the funny accent, I. Um, I live in the UK now, as the accent would uh, probably describe, but I lived in Ireland for 30 years, so I have strong Anglo-Irish connections, so we say, and I worked with Jim uh, a long time ago. We both are economists by trade, and my interest in podcasts starting, started actually uh, by being as a guest on Eamon Dunphy's podcast, and I remember having a disagreement with him. It would be about seven... Uh, that was unusual. Seven, Seven or eight. It was about podcasts. Well, about, about lots of uh, political issues, certainly. But uh, about the business of podcasting, he, he when he started, he told me that he thought podcasting was going to replace long form journalism, which was dying in newspapers because newspapers were dying. Uh, I disagreed with him at the time, and he turned out to be absolutely right. So I think that's one of the aspects of the business of podcasting. One of the reasons why podcasting has become 
so all-pervasive, so successful for, for some people at least, is that it has indeed replaced what used to take, what used to appear in typically broadsheet newspapers, but newspapers generally. So long-form journalism is, is, is one aspect of it, but it's only one. Jim and I, during lockdown, used to have these strange conversations when we were out separately, I stress to add, on our daily walks, where as two aging economists, we'd have these slightly strange conversations about the state of the world. And as a lockdown hobby two and a half years ago, we just decided to record them, those conversations, and stick them up online and see what happened. And thankfully for us, um, it took off in a way that we certainly didn't expect. And we're still doing it two and a half years later with, with quite a, a good listenership. And it's, it's been a great success, much to our surprise, I must say. Okay, back to you then, Sheila, in terms of let's talk around maybe the business model behind the podcast. Um, there are a lot of them out there. Uh, again, the yeah. question about making money from the podcast. Can we walk through that for a second? I know sponsorship sure. is key. Uh, and, you know, how the, first of all, then, you know, sponsorship will be will be strong or weak, depending on how many uh, interactions or listeners you have. So let's yeah. talk about getting found on a podcast first, because it's a fairly la noisy area. There are lots of, you're competing for, you know, a lot of space with other, with other podcasts Absolutely. that are out there. So firstly, how do you get above the noise to tell people to listen to your podcast? And secondly, how do you make any few quid out of it? So initially for me, I started it four years ago, so before the pandemic. And it was a time, I think, during the pandemic that a lot of people actually started their own podcasts. But it had been something that I'd been thinking about for some time. And I knew that if I went into it saying, I want to do this to make money, that my heart wouldn't have been in the right place. So I, I decided to take that pressure off and make it for myself at a cost to myself and not to worry about the money side of things initially. I just wanted to produce a good product. Yeah. I wanted to make something that felt like it was aligned to what I wanted to do. So I didn't actually do anything in terms of the business model in the beginning. I just wanted to make uh, what I felt was a good quality podcast. So when it was up and running and I felt I was in a position where I, I then could, I suppose, share it with people and say, okay, this is what I do. Because I, I felt in the beginning, like, how can I actually sell something I haven't actually produced or yeah. made yet? So in, initially, I needed to just get off the ground. And then I had uh, different brands come to me and I suppose see the value in what I was doing and say, you know, we want to get on board. How do we do this? I was learning myself because it's it's new territory for me. Um, so initially, there was kind of, I was asking friends who were in the podcasting world, how does this all the sponsorship business work? So... Initially, I worked with different brands and I would plug them at the beginning of the conversation. I would promo their brand um, by promoing the episode on Instagram. And there was obviously an exchange of money. After some time then, I realized that I didn't, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep that part of it going. And I was approached by a podcast agency called Acast. And they basically do all that stuff. They have all the, you know, those dirty chats about money that I tend to be very uncomfortable about. I always have been, you know, I'm, I'm 25 years now and 
the media business and I think anyone who works in a business, most of us anyway, would get uncomfortable about the money chats. So they take all of that out of it. So they approached me and basically said, this is what we do. We're a podcast agency. If you sign up with us, um, you know, this is how the percentage works. We get a percentage, you get a percentage, you record ads, we'll pitch them to you. If it aligns with your brand and what you're about and you're happy to record, then we will. You'll record an ad and uh, depending on how many listens your podcast gets, that'll be reflect- reflected at the end of the month and you will get a payment. And that's how it is. Some months are better than others. Obviously, when the podcast takes a break, there's a huge dip in earnings. Um, but when it's busy and it's performing well, so this week, this week's podcast has done well for me. It's, it's moved up the overall charts and it was number one in my little genre, which is the health and wellness um, yeah. genre in Ireland. So that's nice. And obviously then I will feel a bounce next month when I get my, my paycheck from ACAST. So that's basically how that works. Well, that's very, that's very clear. And, and you know, I, I, you've articulated it very well there that effectively you still control you know, who you're aligned with, but everything is funneled through ACAST and you know the monetary and you're given good information around how many people are listening and you're paid accordingly uh, to an agreed... Yeah, that sounds great, Sheila. Thank you for and that. You know what? And the, yeah, and the other thing is, Bobby, which is, is something you're kind of bringing up there, which is lovely, is that, you know, even so, say if I'm recording with a food brand, they're not going to be able to dictate the type of guests that I have. That's still that's still 100% up to me. Yeah. So who I have on the podcast, but if they feel like a resonance with what I'm about, you know, that, that's then where there's a connection. So what, that's what I love with podcasting. You still have that freedom, you know, to produce what you want and go with what you want. And if a brand feels aligned with that, then everybody wins, I suppose, in that yeah. arrangement. Um, Chris, I don't know you, uh, like I know Jim Power, who I know quite well, and I know he wouldn't get out of bed unless you paid him. So you must have some monetary angle here on this uh, that's been driven by Jim Power. Yeah, we we didn't do it for the money. As I said, we started it as a lockdown hobby, just two two guys just deciding out of boredom more than anything else during lockdown to start this. And it was only after 18 months of doing the podcast, watching all the listener numbers go up, because you can get those from a variety of sources, seeing how on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and the various platforms that carry these these podcasts, seeing our numbers. And we just were chatting one day. We're, we, you know, we're business types, we're economists. And so we said, is there any chance that we could monetize this? So we went down the ACAST route as well and okay. discovered a bit like that, that uh, we get to control who sponsors us. ACAST, so there's two monetization routes. They, they overlap in a way that you might hear Jim or me saying at the beginning of a podcast, this podcast is sponsored by X. Um, and then there might be some ads as well. Sometimes there's not a sponsor. Sometimes there's just ads. So yeah, the, the revenues can vary but sponsorship is is the big payer uh, that's that's the one that you're, the podcaster is always seeking to get if you can get sponsorship on top of the you know the bread and butter advertising that's where you can actually make a, a reasonable amount of money it's not life-changing amounts of money i have to say um the the the, the one podcast that you've probably heard of is, is a uk one called the rest is politics yeah and and those guys uh, reputedly are making 70 grand a month sterling each wow uh, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, Jim Power would surely tell me if he was making that much, but he hasn't. So <laughs> I, 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 I'll trust it slightly less than that. But that's very interesting, Chris. And then, in terms of 
you know, you mentioned Damon Dunphy there. Uh, I recall him saying that really it's not about what I know, it's about what the guest knows. And I think Sheila will probably agree with this, that you're only as good as the guest. So how important is it in terms of selecting out who to talk to and, you know, it, the, the correlation of good guests versus good income? We have a different model to Eamon in that we do have guests, but he has a, a different guest every day of the week. He, first of all, does five or six podcasts a week. We do two or three. And the number of podcasts we do is purely dictated by whether or not we think we've got something to say. And that might sound very up ourselves, but we we don't record if there's nothing going on that we feel that our listeners would be interested in. And so we we, we let the rhythm of the daily events, the daily news flow, particularly in the worlds of business and finance, but also politics as well, dictate um, A, what we're talking about, and B, whether or not we get a guest on. We had, for example, th- uh, this week, uh, a very well-known Brexit commentator here in the UK, a guy called Professor Chris Grayon, who's written lots of books, and he's incredibly well-known in that space. In, if you want to talk to anybody about the detail behind Brexit, how it's going, how it's not going, actually, then Chris is the sort of bloke to talk to. But we wouldn't have him on every week. We'd have it have him on when there's something really yeah. big going on. And UK politics, of course, this week has been massive. So we, we have a UK specialist on this week. But a lot of the time, unlike Eamon, it is just Jim and I talking to each other, which, um, as I say, it's different to that Eamon Dunphy <clears throat> business model. We, we, we find that people uh, are, are quite happy to listen to us prattling on. And I'll give you a bit of advice, Chris. Don't bring up Waterford hurling because it, it doesn't tend to it doesn't tend to end well with Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim does it all the time. <laughs> well, listen. I want to thank you both for letting us into our world or your world, indeed. Uh, Sheila Shoya, a host of Ready to Be Real, and Chris Johns from the Other Hand podcast. Thanks for joining us this morning and wishing you both every success uh, with your podcast. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.